Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We have got a very interesting show today. It's almost like time travel. We're going to be speaking with Von Brashler, and we're talking about his latest book, Time Shifts, Experiences of slipping into the past and future. Now, I know I did this a couple of times, didn't know what was happening to me, scared the bazooka. <clears throat> out of me. So Vaughn is going to bring some clarity because you know what, folks, I bet you've had one, two, or maybe even 10 of these slippings and you didn't even know it. So he's going to clear all of this up for us. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses this intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to. And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as a an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask, Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. My guest today, Von Brashler is an award-winning journalist and former faculty member at Omega Institute. He has led workshops throughout the United States and the United Kingdom. He is a lifetime member of the Theological Society, and he is the author of several books, including Seven Secrets of Time Travel. He lives in St. Paul, Minnesota, and in the San Juan Islands. How lucky is he, folks? And he'll share his website because I don't have it right here in front of me. Um, so welcome, Vaughn. Thank you, Monique. Good Hi. to be with you. It's great to be with you. Is there a website you want to share or no? I, I no. Uh, okay. People, people can go to Amazon mm -hmm. where my books are listed and look under um, author profile. And under bio, I, I list my comings and goings. Or you can join me on Facebook at Facebook slash V Brashler. Okay, so Facebook, and I'm going to write that down. I can't write and talk at the same time, which is interesting for a radio host, but Facebook.bbrashler. V is in Victor Brashler. Right, victorious. There you go. I love that energy. Okay, so time shifts. How did you get into this energy exploring time shifts in the first place? Well, I started having these experiences like you, Monique, at a young age. I think I was 11 or 12, and I had one. And then I had another one uh, when I was in my early 30s, and they've just continued in 
it becomes easier and easier once you recognize them and how you get into them. Uh, so they're not accidental time slips and they become controlled time shifts. Okay. So, what do you mean by accidental time slips? Yeah. Shifts and slips. So explain that to me, please. Sure. Well, most of us probably have had something like a time slip in the past, but it, it, of, of varying uh, durations. We won't say time because mm -hmm. time is meaningless in the greater scheme of things. Yeah. It's, a duration is how long something it takes to change. And the world is constantly, because it's dynamic, constantly changing. Uh, we see it in front of our very eyes, uh, even in nature, in this slowed down manifest world of ours, things are gradually uh, transforming. And on a spirit level, on a, on a, on a, on a um, manifest level, Mm -hmm. uh, energy is, is, is transforming continuously at a rapid pace. Anyway, so back to how people experience time slips accidentally. Oh, that's fine. Keep going. <laughs> you know, this oh, is real. This is so, real life. <laughs> okay. Real life, folks. Yes. Real life. This is live. Okay. <laughs> and unrehearsed. Well, people will be uh, daydreaming and they'll have a time slip. You will be just sitting there quietly and almost like, let's say, a meditative, intentional, or most likely an intentional manner, and mm -hmm. you'll go through a time slip. So very often, people will have these experiences where they suddenly seem to be somewhere in a different time and place and say, well, I was only dreaming. I was only daydreaming. It was a vision. It was a delusion. You know, it was out of my wild imagination. But here... If, if it isn't in your memory, <laughs> it isn't in your physical brain, a computer memory, uh -huh. then it probably, probably is um, time, time uh, shifts. So, so we look at people who have reliably learned to control time shifting. We see uh, a lot of shamans who go through vision quests, uh, uh, they're the spirit walkers, the dream walkers, the, the, the skin walkers. There are in the East, the bodhisattvas, and most certainly the uh, yogi masters. You see like, like in the Samadhi mystic tradition of Hinduism, you'll see that they actually train people to do this. And I might add that a lot of people in lucid dreaming seem to be shifting in and out of time. It happens a lot more than people think. But because we have no frame of reference, or 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 we, it happens when we're just quietly uh, sitting there in a daydream, or or letting our mind slip, uh, then we say, "Oh, I I must have imagined it." Uh -huh. so, and and in fact, you have out of your creative imagination, you've you have creatively engineered it, cre engineering. Huh. Interesting. When I was fourteen. I was in Spain because that's what our school did for um, field trips. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I was sitting in with the group. There was 40 of us that went. And I was sitting in the Principe Pio Hotel with everybody. We were sitting in the lobby. And it was very ornate, very fancy. Okay. And again, keep in mind, I'm, I'm 14. And we were sitting there. And all of a sudden, I went back in time. And I had no knowledge of this. Okay. I went back in time. Same hotel, same room. 
everybody that was there was in a costume, so to speak. It was the same group of people that I was with um, that I went back in time with, if you will. But we were at least four, maybe three, four hundred years prior. And um, we stayed there for quite some time. I mean, we actually got up and ate food and had a little gathering and, you know, social drinking and all of this. And I wasn't old enough to drink. And um, once I came out of it, everybody had the same quizzical look on their face. So did we all experience that at the same time, possibly? You know, Monique, there are uh, recorded cases that have been well-researched of just that, a group um, going through time. And very often, yes, it'll be like the same space, but it'll be in an earlier time. It could Mm -hmm. be in a future time. Uh, Very rarely do you both, you shift both in time and space, but usually it'll be that same place Mm -hmm. in in an earlier time. Uh, One of the most famous was in Kersey in in uh in england and there were a, a group of scouts young boys that were sent out on a mission uh, to do uh, uh map reading it was a map reading test in the field you know, or sometimes that's called i guess orienteering so uh-huh. they were asked to go and using map the map these boys were asked to find kersey and they found kersey but they found a Kersey from the Middle Ages. And the boys had quite an encounter there. You know, nothing seemed to move, but they continued to move as a group. Mm-hmm. And, they all, and they all experienced uh, and verified what they had seen. They had seen a Kersey in during the time of, let's say, the Black Plague. Mm-hmm. Very, the windows were all you know, whitewashed and and, and a lot of people had moved out and, and they came back and they said, we found Kersey as shown on the map, but it wasn't at all the way you described it. Well, it was investigated for years and written up and, um, and verified that what they described was Kersey the way it looked like in the 13th century. Mm, interesting. Very, very interesting because when we... In- that scenario I just described to you, we were actually in the time of the Spanish Inquisition. And, um, you know, the Kersey wasn't necessarily what we would consider today a a (laughs) forward-moving positive thing. And neither was the Spanish Inquisition. So do we always go back to something, if we're going backwards, that is not considered positive today to learn whatever we can from that? I don't have the answer for you, Monique, but I I would refer you to the writings of Alice Bailey, who Mm. wrote many amazing things. And one of my favorites was uh, Treatise on White Magic, in which she described how how we move through space and time and and how uh, emotional and mental energy is involved. So here here is the idea that, uh, that our emotions can take us to a place and our mental energy and, and keep in mind that, that, that our mental energy and our emotional energy and our causal energy and all of our spiritual energy exists not only inside us, but outside us on our subtle energy body. So, so, so th- this is, this is a, 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 an exercise in consciousness or, 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 ener- or energized intelligence, if you will. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, uh, finally, I, I would say that that deep down inside us on a soul level, uh, your eternal 
consciousness knows about uh -huh. Kersey, knows about the Spanish Inquisition. And that's why we find these places. Hmm. Interesting. Why don't you share with us one of your favorite um, ships, slips, whichever oh. one you choose? Well, I guess the craziest one was when I was 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. And I decided to join a bunch of uh, kids and getting on a school bus and going to pick berries. Our plan was not to really pick berries, but to eat berries. And we did that. And then we went to the, 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 the stream, the, the river that was there, and we, we would swim all afternoon. And we were kind of exploiting this poor berry field <laughs> that mm. was about 20 miles from town. And one day, though, I got very, very sick after I'd eaten my fill of berries, and I'd been swimming, and I got really, really sick, and I begged them to drive me home, and they said, no, everyone gets on the bus at the end of the day, and we all go home together. Well, I, 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 I felt like I was really sick, and I had to get home immediately, mm -hmm. like no kind of abdominal pain I'd ever experienced, but something deep inside me said, this is critical. So I, I remembered that the the bus traveled across a railroad track just as we entered the berry field from the, the the dirt road and it seemed to me that if i got on that railroad track it would take me right to my house i don't know why i thought that i mean there are a lot, there are a lot of switchback trains i mean tra train tracks go all over the country mm -hmm. you just get on the train track you know, and, and really, does the train stop in front of my house? Well, it seemed to me it did. Okay. Anyway, in my kind of, um, I guess I was feverish feverish at the time, mm -hmm. very sick. And I, it seemed to me that very logical. It seemed to me very logical that if I got on the train track, started walking, I'd, I'd find myself in front of my home. And I started to walk and, and my friends waved me back. And I rounded the corner, took one step, and then I took another step. Ah, a little side slip through time and space. Suddenly, mm -hmm. I was instantly in front of my house. I stepped off of the train track, which was much higher than the road, mm -hmm. walked into my house, threw myself on a bed. When my mother came in the room, I said, I'm very sick, brought me to the hospital after the doctor was summoned from the golf course. Of course. <laughs> of course, where he insisted on playing through the, the back nine mm -hmm. first. My appendix had burst. Oh man! And and I, it's amazing that I got home that quickly, and mm -hmm. and I tried to understand it for many many years, and finally realized that I don't remember an angel carrying me, I don't remember aliens <laughs> flying me there. Mm -hmm. I do remember taking one step, everything got really black, and then I was in front of my house. It was like a blackout thing. Interesting. So, so when I got there, it was like, anyway, the next year I, I had to finally come to grips with the fact that the railroad track stopped nowhere near my house. Never did, never will. Mm -hmm. Miles away, there was a train track, but it didn't connect to the berry field. So how I got there seemed to me like I was traveling through space and time. Mm -hmm. In this case, I seemed to go f not only forward in in. In, in space, but I'd also traveled in time and I don't think I ever returned. 
So I'm I'm now a, a time traveler. <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> you and he should connect. Um, of course. <laughs> there's a lot of you know when you watch certain movies, there's truth in it. You just have to like be very careful and um, pick the right nuggets. Now. Can anyone do this? I mean, you know, in your book, you talk about models from the East and the West. And, you know, as you said, that different shamans can practice this. Can anyone learn to do this? And if so, what type of protection, if any, do you need to engage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The one thing I I looked at how people do this, and there seems to be uh, places in the earth where there's like, I don't know, magnetic disturbances or or, or energy vortexes or portals mm-hmm. or, or grids or meridians. But the one thing that seems, or time of day, you know, it's like late in the afternoon, dusk, late mm-hmm. summer, early fall, seems to be a higher incident. But the one thing that always seems to be the case is a shift in consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, so then I started studying who does have shifts in consciousness. And I saw shamans and uh, yoga masters and and so so i started studying these people and then i started uh looking at various books and one of them that guided me was the yoga sutras of patanjali the first part of the yoga sutras shows you you know how to set up yoga you know controlling your breath controlling your body with the the postures then it goes into mystic uh, exercises or sutras. And then it finally goes through sutras that are quite magical. And, and that was very helpful. And I kind of gleaned from that. And also a little bit leaning on shamanic um, uh, vision questing. You go into a deep trance. And to answer your question, I've successfully taken a group of people through time and space. Hmm. They can all go in different places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the beauty, the beauty is, they can all go through to different places. They don't all have to go to the same place. So it's, it's. I think it becomes an exercise uh, for each one of us in our spiritual evolution as growth as individuals, or if you will, our own inner hero's journey mm-hmm. to discover where where we've been and where we want to go on a spirit level, because we're all in this, you know. To, to, to complete uh, an arc of a hero's journey. We're all in this to, to complete uh, spiritual growth and transformation. So uh, the question becomes, why am I here? What is my mission? You know, mm-hmm. what is my purpose? You know, what, what's my life about? Is it just eating, you know, Frito chips and, and, and sucking <laughs> up uh, Pepsi light? No, no, there's more than that. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that I think that going back and forward in time in a controlled manner through meditation, if you will, mm-hmm. or, lucid, or lucid dreaming is a reliable way to determine where you've been and where your spirit wants to go. Because your spirit knows where it's been. Your spirit knows where it wants to go. It's a matter of letting go. It's a matter of meditating, getting mm-hmm. in touch with your inner higher self. Do you think that during this last year of COVID with the world basically being closed down, that more people experienced this type of energy knowingly or unknowingly? It's very likely, very likely, Monique, because because people have had time to themselves, you know, mm-hmm. they've had time to reflect, they've had time, if you will, to to reach their, their inner self and, and have an inter, 
interdialogue, if you will, is they've had time to have a consciousness shift. So, so when we say consciousness shift, we're, we're talking about letting your higher consciousness within you, and, 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 and within you means your, your energy body, your consciousness needs to actually be released. Uh-huh. And, and so when we go into a consciousness shift in a controlled way, the way a, a shaman would or, or, a, or, or a Eastern uh, ma- a master, you, you would actually uh, tune out, you let your body relax, you tune out internal, external thoughts, you'd have a consciousness shift in which your inner higher consciousness takes charts and, 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 and actually takes you somewhere. And the prog- what I've tr- tried to do in this book, Time Shifts, is set up then simple exercises gleaned from these mystics, mm-hmm. how, how to actually, actually program um, a time shift or a lucid dream. Okay. Well, um, one I found fascinating, and we we are truly in sync because that's where I was going next. Um, In your book, you um, have many exercises, folks, on going to past and the future. And I'm kind of interested right now in, you know, how do you visit yourself in the future? Ah, yes. Well, I, I guess my explanation for how this can even be is that you're, you have a karmic connection to yourself. Your, mm-hmm. your, your consciousness exists on past, present, and future. Think of time as not being a straight line in a linear fashion with the beginning, middle, and end, but looped, and it just keeps going. And what we call the here and now, or ordinary time and space, is simply that because it's it's the time and space that you are now focusing on. It is where you are focusing your perception. So so we have to think that our 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 self does exist, continues to exist in the past, mm-hmm. and does exist and and perpetually exists in the future. So going forward, you see yourself in the future as it's now not will be, but is actually occurring. And in the past, I think this is very comforting. Every golden moment in the past, if you will, mm-hmm. is still happening. It's still happening. And it hasn't ended. Nothing ends. It simply transforms. So, so finding yourself is like two ends of a magnet. You will have a karmic attraction to yourself. It is, you, it is connecting you to you. So finding yourself in the past or future is infinitely easier for most of us than finding anything else. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We don't want to be in the present. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like uh, we're going to the path. Of, okay. So another question. So if something traumatic happened in the past and you go back to that time, can you actually heal the energy? And then conversely, if you see something in the future that maybe, or you experience something in the future that maybe you really don't want to experience, can you adjust the energy around that? I'm going to say yes and no. And here's my answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is hard to impact the past because you're simply a witness to the past. Mm-hmm. You don't actually become that person. You observe that person in the past okay. as in the future. But you can send energy to that person. That is, of course, that person is you. you I'm, I'm saying that you couldn't do that to another, but you could do mm-hmm. it to you. Okay. And, 
then who actually benefits from that? It is the you in the here and now. Mm. Not okay. the not the you there, because the you there is has already gone through this experience, mm-hmm. this terrible karma, mm-hmm. and and come out the other end, and, and the result is you. It would be undoing a lot of what became you, you know. But but you, you will be healed most likely by this energy transfer that you can bring uh in the present day, the the here and now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well, you know, um, you, um, you've got family, of course, since you can do this and are very adept at this, did your family pick up on it too? Um, I, my, I know there's an interesting story about your mom, right? My, my mom, my mm-hmm. mom. So my mom used to tell me about, she would see something as a girl, she would be standing out on the back porch at their family wheat ranch, and she'd be looking out and and on a long, hot summer day, toward the end of the day, it seemed to her that in the hazy distance of the hot day, she saw a young man open the corral gate, walk through it, and close it. The man was um, in his 20s or mm-hmm. so, and he was wearing a, a, a short sleeve white dress shirt, dark hair, and he walked through, closed the gate and disappeared. Well, she would tell me the story because you can't tell anyone but your little (laughs) toddler a story like this and not be locked up as crazy. So no one ever, no one ever talks about these stories. It's hard to get time slip stories out of people because they're reluctant to say it happened to them. And and in in this case, she told me the story. Now, later on, uh, her uh, brother came out of the Navy where he was a medic and he came out of the medic in the Philippines with um, tuberculosis, and it kind of went through our family, and um, and it killed him, her brother Vern. Mm-hmm. Vern, and so Vern died, and he was in his twenties. And so my mother brought me with her back to the family farm in North Dakota uh, on the train. I remember this distinctly. We were like, I was like, I don't know, five. And, and, and when she got there, she had the same experience. She sat up, she stood out on a long uh, summer day toward the end of the day and through the hazy heat, she looked out across from the back porch and saw a young man in a white short sleeve dress shirt, opening the corral gate and closing it and disappeared. But this time she knew who it was. Uh-huh. It was their brother Vernon who had just died of tuberculosis. Now, now she was apparently seeing something in the future. So, so when when she saw him as a girl, it made no sense because she didn't know what Vernon, who was then a a, a young boy younger than herself, would uh-huh. look like when he was a man in his twenties. But we when we went back there years later. Uh, she she knew exactly who that was. It was the way Vernon looked when he died. Oh wow! Really so, fascinating. So I think this is an it, it brings up some implications to how we think about ghosts and ghostly activities. I mean, I, I I'm I'm one of these people who have also written books about ghosts and and how they have a pattern of behavior, a ritualistic pattern that we seem to be. Many people who see them 
seem to see the same activities being played out. The ghost walks up the, down the stairs, opens the door and disappears or whatever. You uh-huh. know, it's a ritualistic pattern of behavior. So you think, are, is, are they lost in time? Yes, the answer is they're lost in time. And occasionally then, we are, our here and now connects with their here and now. Uh-huh. And, and for a moment, we see them. There are, there are places on the earth where this seems to happen more frequently. And it also seems to happen to people who have a certain consciousness shift at the time they see it. Hmm. Interesting. Um, boy, you're always just so fascinating um, with all of this. Now, is it possible to go back and if you set your intention and you, you know, you breathe and relax and do everything that you should do to connect with ancestors. And I'm not talking about great, great, great grandma. I'm talking about way back. Is that a possibility? Well, this is the interesting thing about how shamans do this because shamans typically will go back to, 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 to visit with the ancestors. They don't necessarily have a dialogue with them. But they mm-hmm. go back there as as most time travelers would do. They go back there as a perfect witness, and they would observe with their high, heightened awareness. They mm-hmm. would observe what they hear and what they what they seem to to understand. So so we we look at that as an example of 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 how yes, you can go back and visit with your ancestors, and and I might add that in in many. Uh, shamanic traditions throughout the world, uh, indigenous people who have had a, sp- a spiritual leader, a shaman, who would go back in the past to, to learn from the ancestors and go forward in time to find out what, what um, awaits his people. Okay. Now, finally, before I let you go, how can we use this information that you're sharing with us for healing? to find our special healing place. Yes, our special healing place. This is my favorite, favorite meditation exercise. Now, this is setting up, if you will, a lucid dream or a meditation. Mm-hmm. And then you you actually will visualize, you'll paint a picture, uh, suspend all words or thoughts or sounds in your head, but paint a picture of a place of perfect healing for you. you you know what it is. I mean, deep down, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. It, may, it might be out in the woods. It might be on a cliff. It might be beside water. Uh, and, and you find this special place. And then that becomes your special healing place. And it's a time, it's a place beyond time and space. It is your special healing place. Uh, if you will, it is a, uh, it is a, an astral magical altar for you. It is mm-hmm. a place, place where you go uh, and you can uh, observe yourself and you could send energy to yourself, which w- of course will impact you in, on the here and now because you bring it back with you. It's a bounce back effect. In other words, right? the magnetic attraction of you and you, uh, it bounces back on you when you return. So this is, I think, a really excellent, yeah, and I do have an exercise that outlines how to do this. And I've reliably taught many groups and individuals how to do this. It is the most wonderful thing to do to actually send yourself to your own special healing place and time. And folks, this exercise is in the book on page 148. And I've done it. And it's like, 
ridiculously wonderful with the healing energy that you bring to yourself. So um, if you are interested in exploring this, um, Vaughn's book, Time Shifts, Experience of Slipping into the Past and Future, is the book for you to learn from. It's replete with exercises, numerous stories, and you can go, oh, you know, it triggers a memory in you, okay, of when you've done this and might not have known that you've done this. It's an excellent book. It's a quick read. A um, lot of valuable information here. Um, Vaughn, can you leave us with a pearl of wisdom before we go today? I don't know. I'd, yes, I, yes. I'd have to pry back the <laughs> pry back the oyster to get the the shell, the pearl. Well, I I think that we're all on a journey of discovery. I think we're all like Odysseus, but we're not so much fighting the ill winds. We're 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 trying to get past our own our own misconceptions and confusion about why we're here hmm. and, and where we should be. And I think that people really need to think of this as pathworking and, and people need to think of this as spiritual pathworking. Uh -huh. And, and I don't mean this like in a very religious sense. I mean this as a very, very personal quest to uh -huh. discover who you are and why you're here and, 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 and what it's all about for you. I think that each one of us go through a cycle uh, of, of, of transformation where we, we, we have spiritual, uh, super spiritual encounters with mentors and, 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 and oppressors. And, and it, it is really a challenge to get through these things and, and, and complete your, your, your circle um, where you return home a healed, um, more whole person a transformed person. And this journey never ends. It, think of a baseball game. You get your, your three strikes and the inning is over. Uh -huh. the, game, the game isn't over. You know, you, you, right. you have another inning. You have, in fact, nine lives like a cat. <laughs> so, so, so you have nine innings. So, so think, think of this as a long arc of discovery. And so learning where you've been and where your spirit wants to go is key to understanding this journey of the soul. Okay. Well, Vaughn, thank you very, very much for being my guest today as we collectively get over it and understand that time shifts. And to the audience, I want to thank you for joining us. I'm truly honored and I appreciate your time and attention. And everyone, please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of discovering time shifts. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.